Hello to the board that we're going to call listeners. Um, welcome to Following Instructions with Farah and Ashani. This is Ashani, and I wanted to personally say hi and thank you for listening, and also apologize for the monstrosity that is the editing of this episode. I got a little drunk on power uh, with the ability to, you know, edit a conversation after it's happened. It's a wild feeling. Um, but I hope you'll still enjoy and that you like the episode, I guess. Um, bon appetit. Look, it's on. Just. <gasps> Ooh. Sound better? Wait, keep talking. Hello? Hello? Oh, seductive. Okay. <laughs> Give me sensual. Give me sensual. <laughs> For only fans. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the sensuality is for the Patreon, Shani, not for, not just for little old me. <laughs> we'll make people pay for that. <laughs> oh, this is what that's for! It's for ASMR shit, right? I, I think, I think, I don't know. Um, yeah, same, I don't know. <laughs> I, had a peri- I had a period of time when I was using um, ASMR to help me fall asleep. And... It just creeps me out. Yeah, it just, it got to the point, Ashani, where I'd wait for the ASMR to end, which I'm just like, well, what's the point then? (laughs) It's also weirdly sexual, and people talk about that all the time. Like, like, there is a weirdly sexual element. There's, like, people do, like, um, you know what, okay, so apparently it's not using the microphone to record for some reason. Yeah, suddenly the audio changed, and I could hear a lot of things. I don't understand how to use Zoom. Anyway, but it is like weird because um, they're like people have like weird like role play scenarios and things like that, right? On ASMR. Yeah. It's like, yeah. What? Who needed this? And it's also, it's also like the weird thing. Like you'll see a video and it'll be like this fully made up woman and she looks beautiful and then she's like, Hey everyone, so I'm gonna try to put you to sleep right now. I'm just like, oh. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's creepy more than anything else, I think. Yeah. There also was this huge thing of like, there was a 13 year old girl, I think, and she would like ASMR. Uh, and then it just became, I think a lot of people were like, in, telling her mom or something, like, you realize a lot of the people that are watching her videos are like, men 24 to like 30 or whatever it just you know it's it's you get into this weird like pedophilic maybe or not even that but just too adjacent to that yeah, oh my god oh my god pedophilia why is that like the topic of this <laughs> quarantine <laughs> truly that's all i hear people talking about is pedophilia wait tell me what, what else have you heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> well i'm only my only source right now is <laughs> Andrew Schultz. So <laughs> and he's very so basically, so basically, the two most important podcasts of the decade, us and Andrew Schultz, have discussed this. So obviously, it's the topic of the century. Um, wait, for, I want to see your T-shirt. Again. <laughs> Why? Okay. Okay, I feel better about that because I thought it went up the butt and I was like, that is not okay. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> the little turtle says, save me because it was, yeah, it was, my aunt got it for me from Malaysia and it's made from like plastic or something that they get from the ocean, which they're trying to remove because, you know, you want to save the turtles. There's a on your desk. Like a picture of a turtle. I do love turtles. I just really do. <laughs> yeah. I look like one, so. I look like one. <laughs> I, whenever, when I started playing Pokemon Go, the first animal I chose was a Squirtle because you have to choose an animal for the first time. Oh, it's so cute. Sorry? Squirtle is so cute. Squirtle is so cute. He really was. You know what I really appreciate about Pokemon, though? It's mm-hmm. like, all the, the, all the 
Pokemons are so cute. But, like, unlike, like, The Lion King or, like, any of the Disney's world, you don't want to hook them. I agree so much. And I'm so... It's so... Which is funny, because Pokemon is Japanese, and you know they get up to some things there. (laughs) They do. But they reined themselves in with Pokemon. (laughs) Really? I'm sure there's some Pokemon porn somewhere. Oh, for sure. Of course. Rule 34 of the internet, if it exists, there's a porn of it. Wait, sorry. I talked over you? Are you saying? No, it's okay. I said, you said there must be Pokemon porn somewhere. And I said, rule 34 of the internet is if it exists, there's a porn of it somewhere. (laughs) Rule 34? It took 34 other rules to figure that out? I I don't know. I think it's a 4chan meme. This is a very old meme. It's... Wait, rule 34, other rules, let me see. <laughs> there is, yeah, it's, it's... There are 34 rules? I thought I was being... Yeah, it's a humorous list. It's a humorous list. Yeah. Rules, okay, so let me tell you what the rules of the internet are. Rule one is do not talk about rules two to 33. Rule 34, if it exists, there is a porn of it. Rule 35, the exception to rule 34 is the citation of rule 34. So like, you know, I don't even know that. Um, Rule 37, there is no cats on the internet. What? Oh, rule 42 is it is delicious cake, you must eat it. Rule 43 is it is a delicious trap, you must hit it. And that's why when people were sending all those videos of people cut into cat cakes, people were like, oh, the cake is a trap, the cake is a trap. (laughs) Did you see that meme where like everything was a cake for like a week on the internet? I saw saw a dog version of that, but I did see it. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, so interesting. Look at us connecting the dots. We are the parents of the internet. <laughs> Another show I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, how's... Remember, Shani, when you were watching the podcast, you were telling me that you had spent way too much time listening to Andrew Schultz and you were going to listen to women's podcasts and then you sent me links to Andrew Schultz? <laughs> no, I sent you a picture of Andrew Schultz in a bro outfit, um, well, flip-flops and socks and the most ridiculous flannel and shorts with um, his, the other Akash thing in a literal full hazmat suit. But Andrew Schultz was still worse dressed. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. I love No, but I did listen to female podcasts. Mm-hmm. I listened to more grief casts because I love feeling terrible, I guess. And then... Uh, I, I haven't listened to it yet. You've told me about it, but I haven't listened to it. It's, it's really good. Um, then I listened to call her daddy because I was like what is this about and terrible but it's okay um and then yeah that was the big deal on the internet for a little bit I can't remember what the story was exactly but it was a big deal yeah Do you know the story it's not important they were just mm-hmm. they were just they didn't take their job seriously then realized that they were being underpaid and then basically um I don't want to. I don't want anybody to come at me for this. So I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> not that anybody's listening, but still. Um, I always listen to Whitney Cummings podcast, which I really. I don't know. I really love. I like listening to it. Um, she's a woman. Um, Catherine. Catherine. What's her name? Oh my God! I forgot her name. She's a British comic. Um, is she the blonde one? Ryan? Is it Catherine Ryan? Hello? Yes, yes. Yeah, she's Canadian. Yes. She's Canadian, but she works in Britain a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, so these are all women, Farah. Good job. 
Speaking of women who will listen to their podcast, I saw that I never saw um, Nicole Byers' show on MTV, Girl Code, but apparently Andrew Schultz works with her on Guy Code. And so I'm on his Twitter because you mentioned him and the picture he sent me. And there's a picture of the two of them together. Oh, I love his shows. Yeah. But she's, yeah, she's another female she, woman that, whose podcast I listen to. Yeah, she's so funny. I love her. I just love the way she talks. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, I don't have Twitter. Honestly, I would not be able to follow half these people if they were I had I was on Twitter. Everybody's so annoying. This is, is Andrew on Instagram Ashani, just so you know. Uh I'm sorry. I, I'm just not gonna do it. I don't wanna <laughs> <laughs> I just went to Andrew Schultz's Instagram, followed by Idas. Proudly. Proud. Oh, yeah, you follow him. <laughs> Sometimes at night, I don't remember what I do. Like yesterday, I bought this super expensive Benadol, um serum, and this morning, I was like, whoa, <laughs> why did I do that? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Sometimes I think of that, too. Like, I'm not a very impulsive person. But I do like impulsive things like that where I'm like, oh, I didn't, if I had thought about this for two seconds and if the internet was not a thing, I would not have bought this. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, oh my God, I literally bought it because I saw Olivia Munn use it and it's like, I need it. So many, so many monies would have been spent or saved, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. We were going to talk about pedophilia. <laughs> yeah, we were because, and then I went on his Instagram because I wanted to see what you were talking about. And one of the first videos that I saw, like the third video down is his, uh, Andrew Schultz's video that says, stop, stop protecting pedophiles. And I was like, oh, this is what Ashani is talking about that he just talked about. Let me see if I can play this. Protecting pedophiles. Turn your phone while this video still up. This week, a presidential candidate said the most short bus, extra SAT time, helmet-headed, drool-dripping, extra chromosome, subbed in the last play of the season shit I've ever... Oh. Well... I don't care enough. <laughs> you play I don't like it so much. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's the feeling everyone, I think, it's when you're like guilty pleasure, quote-unquote. It's just like exposed and discussed widely like i don't want to talk about that if someone honestly if someone was like to read like a meg cabot book to me i'd be like just shush, shush, stop no oh my you know but that's not our fault if you were truly like starved of any good young adult literature so it's not our fault that we read meg cabot and whatever and i loved her and i loved her but i think i was reading i was reading some of her books now like this summer, I think. For kids. For for teens, like the Mediator series. Did you ever read the Mediator series? Which one was that? Was that the one where there's she's in love with the ghost? Yes. Just <laughs> the hot ghosts. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> truly had so like truly, the word querida just used to drive me insane because he used to say that to her. Or I don't know how to pronounce it well. But anyway, moving on. Um, there's so much like, like Clark? other person who would know about the series. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. This is why we host a podcast together. This is why we host a podcast. Um, anyway, there is a lot of like internalized misogyny. There's a lot of like acceptance of like dumb stuff, like. Not dumb stuff, obviously, but like rape culture stuff. Like this guy forces her to kiss him and she like justifies to herself that she has to keep hanging out with him. And I'm like, well, this is a terrible message because you have teen girls who are listening to that. And if someone forces themselves on a teen girl and she's reading your book, and like, you know, it's just a lot of things like that where I'm just like, now as in my old age, I'm 25 years old, but I'm reading this and I was like, oh, I don't want someone reading this and thinking this is okay. And in this book, it's kind of like positive as okay. It's really fucked up how glamorized like being raped was back then. And this was like, 
back then. This was literally like the 2000s. 2000s, 2000s exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and that by an author who is like beloved, honestly, is just, it feels weird and it feels. That's and I still love the Twilight too. Is that mm-hmm. people were always asking for it? <laughs> it wasn't that you know. I liked that 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 was the dynamic that she was the one. <laughs> Bella was like, "Please fuck me. Yeah. Why won't you? Yep. Just let me. Like you know that meme. Let me in. Let me fuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she. There was speaking of I don't even know if we're releasing this in the podcast as a podcast, but um, Midnight Sun, the Twilight that was written from Edward's perspective, was released this past week. Oh my god! Why wasn't this a thing like when- like ten years ago? Yeah. Okay. So here's the drama. Here's the tea. So uh, what's her face? Stephanie Meyer wrote Twilight, and then you know, popular, etc. And then I think she wrote it Midnight Sun and she had written 12 chapters of it. And then it got stolen off her laptop or someone accessed it and released it online for free. Oh my th- God. Yeah. And so what happened is, what happened is, I was going to say, I was about to say Stephanie Meyer threw a hissy fit, but honestly, if my work was released without my consent, of course I would throw a hissy fit. Like it's absolutely understandable. It's my work. But anyway, so she was like, Stephanie Meyer did this thing where she was like, essentially like, I don't feel like I want to write this book anymore. Like everyone has become part of like my my process, whatever. So what she did is she she put it online. She put it online for free on her website. And she was like, if you want to read it, that's fine. Read it. It's the first like 11 chapters or whatever. Um, and now she's, oh, I, I never knew this, Ishani. I never knew this until I like delved back into Twilight, the Twilight world like a year ago, two years ago. Apparently she wrote a gender reverse Twilight where the vampire was a man called Bo, like Bella or something like that. <laughs> and like the girl is the human. No, the girl is the vampire and the man is the human. Wow, I love how progressive. <laughs> and it's, I've never read it. It yeah. sounds just as dumb. Exactly. The names alone, the names alone, it's like, it's, it's, Ishani, it's fan fiction. It just feels like fan fiction. All that, all young adult literature is fan fiction, essentially. That's- yeah. And I love that. I, I think fan fiction is underrated, TPH. So. I love fan fiction, absolutely. But I, I wouldn't charge for it. Oh, <laughs> speaking of fan fiction, I read, I haven't written, I, I used to be very popular in fan fiction. Um, and I used to write. Wait, what happened? Yeah, I used to write on fanfiction.net all the time. Did you write your story? No, no. I did the thing I always do, which is I imagine myself being interviewed as a wonderful writer after writing my story. And that's all I did. That's lovely. That is that is a plus. I support just living it. It's it's manifest. It's how it's how exactly. It's it's what's that book that it's the secret. It's what Oprah wrote about. It's the secret. It's exactly that. It's like how when recently, because I haven't worked on my thesis for like three weeks, recently I've been writing my thesis by presenting. I'm doing the Viva defense. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. so, that is productive use of your time. So absolutely worthless. Thank you for <laughs> you know helping I, me with this. Yeah, we are exactly the same place, both of us, with our theses and with our yeah. life. <laughs> what we do. So <laughs> at least you have a year on me. So yeah, but, I have my what? Now you're like a year younger, so you can justify it with you're young. Yeah, but mashallah, Ashani, you have two degrees, two postgraduate degrees anyway. So you're kind of ahead. It's, it's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's really a a pathology or a psychopathology than an actual accomplishment. So, you know. Mm. Yeah, true, because I don't know how to market myself. And I feel like the biggest deal, biggest thing you have to do is market yourself. No one cares about yeah i mean i hope someone cares about my degrees you just have to like know how to like hey like me because i know how to do these things yeah. yep 
What media have you been consuming? I am always on YouTube somehow. Uh, mm -hmm. So in the weird corners of it, I find weird shit all the time. Nice. Um, but what, what have you been consuming? I've been reading a book by N.K. Jemison, who is a black science fiction author, and the book is called The Cities We Became. Damn! Wow! Way to, like, upstage me, like, damn! That's why I asked. Otherwise, I would have said, I would not have asked, why would I make you look good? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry? More. Yeah, no, it's it's very cool. Anyway, so I had, I sent uh, a friend of mine a quote from the book because we, anyway, it was something that was like an, a joke between us. And so I sent her a quote of the book and she told me, oh, what book is this from? And I told her and she said, oh, like she's a wonderful author. And then she said, and we started talking about the book and she said, if you want to get really angry, look up the hashtag publishing paid me and her and her name. And so I was like, interesting. Okay, I'll look that up. And publishing, I was thinking about this recently. Remember when Mary Trump, is that Trump's niece when she wrote her book and they gave her like 5 million advance or, yeah. or something like that. So this, this author, N.K. Jemison, is a Hugo Award winning author. And he, the Hugo Award is one of the best awards in science fiction. Like that's what people want. And I think she was paid for all three of her books less or approximately 100 thousand dollars but like and these books are amazing and i don't know it just i was listening to, first, it's tiring when you keep seeing these things and you're like yep people don't appreciate black authors yep this is just further proof but yeah. then you're like okay but what can i do what can i do about that yeah. <laughs> it's a weird yeah. Literary fiction, I feel like publishing in general is kind of it pays authors who are gonna do well, like you know, that they're gonna do well more, much more, I guess, right? Like all these YouTubers and all who have books, it's kind of like, yeah, because they have a following, these people are gonna buy their books, yeah, um, but um, yeah, so then people who are kind of just, oh, I'm just gonna write a book because I want to write a book, they kind of it's a risk on them, so. Yeah. Yeah, it is just I, I don't think I think I missed out or maybe I didn't participate in the publishing paid me hashtag on Twitter. But a lot of first time authors like Roxanne Gay, for example, she's not a first time author, but she's like a well known person. They were apparently sharing what they were paid the first for their first book as in for some people are doing it as in to be like, this is how much you should ask for. And other people are saying like, oh, I was screwed over by the publishing industry. So it's just an interesting um, hashtag to look through. Yeah, it's so, it's so, it's kind of cool that we get that now though. That, you know, that is the wonderful part, yeah, of the internet when it's not being horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, what you were saying? Asked how your tummy was. I was about to say, I was about to tell uh, the people of the podcast that Ashani wanted me to tell, uh, tell you my very uh, <laughs> funny line, where I told her I wanted to throw away my uterus. Essentially, I wanted to eat my ute. <laughs> and so, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. The whole, the whole reason why we got on the phone was for, for her to say, eat my ute. So, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yesterday my dad slept in my room and I slept downstairs uh, because there's uh, builders next to my window and so I was going to sleep downstairs anyway and my dad was like well if your bed's empty and your mother's going to snore <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to sleep in your room and I was like help yourself and okay. so I made all should just sleep separately that, that, I really think so I feel so bad for parents that like, you know, kids get, like, their own rooms, but, like, parents don't. That is so sad. I don't like sharing my room anyway. Like, that is a big deal for me. Your wife? Is that I've never thing? That you, yeah. you don't get your own room for your whole fucking life. You have to share it. Yeah. With a man, no less. Oh, my God. I would go. If, it, like, 
imagine, imagine I had, let's say for example, I've had my own room since I've been 12 years old. So now I'm 30 and I share a room. I know, it makes no sense. What, ki- what kind of reversal of like common sense? Yeah. What I was about to say is that I made my dad like a little uh, thing. And I, re- I pretended like it was a booking.com receipt. And I said like, welcome to Casa de Farah. And uh, that's cute. Yeah. Thank you. And I told him that the checkout was 12 p.m. and he had to stick to that. That's nice. <laughs> that seems great. But yes, we're right. Let's talk about that because I really genuinely do think because a lot of people as they're growing older, like I know people in my family and my mother's age and stuff like that. As soon as people get older, people start snoring because like the the muscles are weakened and they're in the Really? Like sometimes I've woken up because of my old snoring. That's so funny. It's so funny. (laughs) I know people who've done that, though. <laughs> um, how did Delia deal with it? She is just a, a true gem. Uh, literally, I was—I don't know how anybody sleeps in my vicinity. It's truly <laughs> the only who has a louder snore than I do is my dad. So that's yeah. very funny. <laughs> yeah. No, and then, so, so people get older and then they sleep in separate rooms. And I'm like, well, just do it from the beginning. <laughs> Don't want to pretend that you're in love all the time. Yeah. In fact, it's probably more normal to, like, sleep in separate. It, it, I don't know. It just makes more sense to me. Like, right now, it makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. No, I see. Like, I, I, there was, like, a sleeping expert who was talking about how it's better to sleep separately. Like, these are kind of just, like, romanticisms that actually hurt us health-wise yeah but then again it's so weird that you would also just have sex and then go in a separate room is that weird i don't know i don't know yeah (laughs) it's the blind leading the blind in this topic ashani (laughs) (laughs) um but Maybe. I don't know. Imagine oh, imagine intimacy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, we're broken. We're not allowed to have relationships. How else I've decided? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was it. That was all. I just imagine it. Yeah, just imagine being close to someone. <laughs> okay, because you've been mentioning Griefcast, I just looked it up. It's a podcast that examines the human experience of grief and death, but with comedians, so it's cheerier than it sounds. Is Nicole Byer on it? I feel like she'd be a good person to be on it. But I don't think she's on it yet. It's a British podcast. So. Oh. Mm. I, I love she's British comedians because I think they're so funny. Um, mm-hmm. called Taskmaster, which is like an amazing. Mm-hmm. I love Taskmaster. Good, right? And I'm obsessed with Greg Davies. So anywhere you want, I'm, I'm I'm there. So Greg Davies is great. I love when James Acaster is on because oh, James Acaster is like my little love crush. Oh, me too. His podcast is really funny too. You know, this I've... is a podcast about listening to other podcasts, essentially. Um, it's our podcast. Follow our instructions. Slash don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's called Off the Menu. And it's essentially, you go, you're, it's like an exercise in imagining what your dream restaurant would be. And you essentially are coming up with the menu. And so it's just people, like celebrities fantasizing <laughs> what the best food is. <laughs> but it's somehow so funny. Wait, can you can you give me the name, or should I just Google James Acaster? Um, off the menu. Um. Oh, Ed Gamble. They're friends, aren't they? I feel like every single British po- comedian is always like, "Oh yeah, I was roommates with this guy," and they're all like completely famous right now. Can I tell you what I hate about Max? Okay. 
new thing that they have for the like the it is the bane to my existence because I have to buy so many new accessories, which is unnecessary. I had to buy Bluetooth headphones because they got rid of the, uh, the headphone jack. Yep. Like, we're just yep. spend more money. This is why this is why I bought Bluetooth headphones. This is why these these are literally they're breaking down because I haven't bought a new iPhone in a while and I don't buy whatever. So anyway, I had I have this hard drive that I've been using for years to do my backups. And of course then I had to buy a new thing, like a new wire. It's just it's so complicated. It makes no sense. It's so what is it called? USB C. That's what it's called. And I just I hate it. So unnecessary. Like, we I have a printer or you, you wanted more USB ports, so you don't have to reduce them. I don't know what the point exactly, is. Exactly. And I also, by the way, Ishani, I don't care that it's thinner. I really don't care. You've, you've made my life harder by me having to buy more accessories. So yeah. it's not thinner. Oh. It's just more complicated for me. Yeah. Oh, I hate it so much. No, you're right. I really like Aisling B, the Irish, oh, the Irish lad. Oh my god, her father. Okay, I, she was. Yeah, like, no, I know. So yeah, sad. I never knew that, but she wrote like this beautiful piece on the Guardian, I think, about it, and yeah, yeah. And I love that, like all her comedies, not or rather, none of her comedies about that. You know, like, she's not. Oh, absolutely. By that thing that happened to me, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I really. That's it, it, very like. Uh, I was gonna British. Is she North Irish? It feels very like that side of the world where they're like, oh, you know, keep calm, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. This happened, but you know, it's not gonna define me or define my life. And it's kind of the same way, maybe with Nicole Byer, except Nicole Byer mentions her parents' death on the podcast a lot, but like in her comedy, it just never shows up. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. 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 I don't know what happened to Nicole Byron. What? Your video is so clear. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's like high def. <laughs> it is high def. It is HD. Yeah, damn. Shit, maybe that's so high. Maybe I should switch because maybe that's ruining your internet. Your internet trying to <laughs> replicate these pixels on your screen. <laughs> My internet's fucked either way, so. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. Mm. Only in my room, in everybody else's room, uh, it's fine. So I don't know. Hashtag, it's like we're back living in Erdman again. When it was my room that had the worst. Oh my god, Erdman. Service. I remember when I'd order food. I'd always have to leave my phone at the windowsill, at the windowsill, while I was waiting for the food to come, because I never wanted to miss the phone call, obviously. Because, and if I had it, like, if I had my phone next to my bed or on the charger or whatever, I could never get cell service, and so I wouldn't be able to tell when the food was here. It was so annoying. Oh, shitty. Oh, college. No. Miss it. Um, what? I don't know, I said you missed it. You don't miss college campus? I miss it every day. Those those I do miss the college campus, yeah. I just don't miss being that age again. Oh, I meant campus corner. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you said the college campus. <laughs> no, campus corner, Ashani, I miss it so much. I miss it. The mac and cheese bites. The pizza was beautiful. Fuck anyone who likes Domino's pizza, by the way. I always used to hate that every H, like I used, I was a customs person. I was an HA. I was, I was an honor, honor board, whatever. Everything I did, everyone always used to bring Domino's pizza. I was like, this is the worst pizza. I, this is my opinion. It's a very polarizing opinion, I know. Um, they used to have the best wings. Their barbecue wings was amazing. They had great fries. I remember people used to love their milkshakes. Oh, now I'm getting hungry. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna just go on Seamless casually while you keep talking about it. It was good. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Have you? Did you ever get to order your uh, soup that day? Did I? I 
I don't know, man. <laughs> it's been it's it's been like a month. It's been a month that I'm bringing this conversation up again. <laughs> I want soup. What was the deal? You wanted soup, and then you were like, "The really the terrible thing is that they're not letting me just order soup. They're making me order something with the soup." Oh yeah. Oh, wait, 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 you were going to order a salad and I was telling you to get French onion soup and then you said you were trying to go vegetarian or vegan. Oh, yeah, yeah, now I remember. Yeah, I didn't order How's this. that going? I, I, it's still going. Yeah, vegetarian, not vegan, right? Vegetarian. I don't choose yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going well. I've not eaten meat in a while. so I did Why are you doing this, if you don't mind me asking? Just have the smelliest farts when I eat chicken. <laughs> and I'm just, have you made the correlation between the chicken and the farts? I think so. Or like, yeah. like my like the shits are weird. Or I like mm. I have more vegetables, I guess. So maybe yeah, maybe you just need to increase the fiber or whatever. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah. There's interesting. No- just like shitting. Which is a good enough reason. That's, I was, yeah, I was about to say, that's a good enough reason to change your food. In fact, that is the only reason why you do it. Really, truly. When it's giving you intestinal disorder. Otherwise, you know, not a good enough reason. Lifer, I want to see your room. Is this your room? This is my study. Wow, bougie bitch. Who has their own... Oh, fuck you. Spoiled girls, that's who. (laughs) I was was never spoiled. I lived in the smallest room in the world. And then we moved to a new house and all my siblings were married. And so we just had more room for things. (laughs) Um, Do you want to see this place? Okay. I. This is... this. This is you. Oh my god, what is that on the side? What? Oh, this is a plant? Oh, this is me. This is, I was looking at off the menu. <laughs> like, all the kids you've had. This is a plant? Thank you. I don't know if you've seen plants in uh, America. Anyway, this is a very empty room because we've just moved here and I, well, <laughs> Two and a half years ago, we moved to town. I was gonna drink the water. Whoa. Yeah, so I want to like change everything. Every time I think, I've been denying myself so much as because I'm like, oh, as soon as you finish your thesis, you can do this. As soon as you finish your thesis, you can redecorate. As soon as you finish your thesis, you can buy all of the things for your room that you want to buy. Like, I want to, in my bedroom, I have like a little couch. I'm always like, oh. As soon as the thesis is over, I'm going to buy like a new cover for the couch because it's from Ikea. So they have like or Ikea, whatever. Uh, so they have the covers. I want to buy all of this stuff. And like, I want to decorate this all. And all of it, I'm like, oh, as soon as the thesis is over, that's when I'll allow myself the time to do this. And uh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, let me show you. My favorite corner of my room is. That corner, which is the snack corner. <laughs> it's nice to you. Sorry? Mm, let me show you. This is very going to be very interesting for the podcast. Me talking and them seeing nothing. Edit it out. <laughs> I want to see your snacks. Oh my god. These are like two giant. Oh my god. Wow, Farah, you are living the fucking dream. You can never complain ever again. Oh my god. How am I living the dream? You can have the soup. It's an American import. <laughs> but you have it in your room. <laughs> I had the best chips in the world. When I used to come to America, I used to pack my bag with 15 of them, at least. I feel like I know what they probably taste like. Are these yeah, spicy? Not very spicy. I can't do spicy. Um, yeah, I like, like Arabs don't do a lot of spicy food, right? 
I don't, I personally don't because of Crohn's, because it makes you I used to like spice, honestly, I did, but not, not as much as you guys, not as much as South Asians and Indians. Like you guys are kings and queens uh, when it comes to spice. But yeah, like even I remember, even when I'd go to Tiffin, I would ask for mild. Like that was good enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and when we cooked and we made biryani, oh my god, what a mess making that biryani! By the way, it was so funny because. The, the recipe was like complicated and we didn't know how to do anything and I don't cook right but I was like okay we're gonna make this and somehow I was just like ordering everybody around <laughs> to do certain things it was so funny that's nice it was like chaotic and like but like somehow we figured it out and we made it and it was so good but Maha nice. spicy, so I figured Maha was what? Maha found it spicy Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. How about um, Christine? I tried. So uh, for a while, my hair was falling out during quarantine. As long this happened, and um, I was doing a mask, an onion mask, in my hair. I think once a month, oh, once a week, pardon. Um, I, yeah, you just cut the onions, and you just get the water out of them, and then you just put it in your hair bowl and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and I had to cut the onions for that, and then I did not do that. And then I was just like, okay, mom, you do that for me. How about that? And she's like, okay, you do like this other thing. Oh my god. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. I never heard of these. Uh, they're a German brand. I think we get them just because they're like European brands. They're very good. I think I like them better than Chips Ahoy because they're softer. I love the sizes of like imported shit. It's like perfect sizing. <laughs> yeah, this is me I'm trying to be healthy. Organic lollipops. <laughs> They're not bad. They're just like, it's funny. And of course I don't like them. I like eating Snickers and all. Oh my, oh, I miss Maltesers. Oh, oh so good. Where's Mars Bars made? Oh. It's not the cup, right? Yeah, there's a Reese's cup that came at the bar. For the ones that come from come to Kuwait, the origin is Russia. But, but I'm assuming it's, I think it's a brand. Well, I have to Google this. Huh? I have to Google this. I think it's a British band, band not band, a British company. Maybe not because of... Oh, they are British. Yeah, because uh, in our we have a section in our Jamaia, uh, Jamaia like supermarket. It says British imports, and those chocolates are part of that. Yeah, then I have this thing called sour candy, and I only eat one a day because I don't want to ruin my stomach. That's and that's my snack corner. It's my favorite part of my entire house. I think. <laughs> like what we do every single time is either you're about to order food or you've ordered food. <laughs> that is my life. I'm going to a Japanese restaurant with someone tomorrow, my cousin tomorrow. I don't know why I said someone as if you're not allowed to know. I'm going to. <laughs> That's fine. Are you going to get sushi? Yeah, I think so. Ugh, I'm so hungry. I want to send her like plan. Because we're not allowed, all of Kuwait's restaurants are closed. So what we're going to do is we're going to order and then we're going to sit on our cars and eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why would you just come home and eat? Because we don't want to cross-contaminate. Not, not, what's, what's the word when oh, you're... Come home. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. It's like so much more lax over here. I literally met. She's like one of the only people left in New York. I literally met her at Italy, um, like two days ago. I want to go there. I want to go there so bad. Is it good? I read I, the worth it. The Buzzfeed worth it people. They have an episode where they're eating in Italy, and it's so good. It's very good. What are they eating? 
They make, uh, I mean, it's definitely a pizza, but I forgot. I think it's a pizza without cheese. Are they popular? Do they, are they popular for that? Mm. Yeah, okay. I don't think I've ever had a pizza like without cheese. Yeah, really good pizza. It's really good. Yeah. I'm really hungry now, too. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bounty full of snacks to choose from. I know, but I don't want to. It's not, it's like, no, I'm hungry for something. Like, I'm hungry for a pizza. Oh. And I can't order a pizza right now because, well, it's 10 and quarantine started at 9. So, like, no one has can move around. I feel like, yeah, I'm telling this, saying this to you. And I feel like in New York, like, no one is no. understanding what everyone else in the world is doing. <laughs> I went to Boston. I was like, oh, my God. Everybody is so, like, um they're following the rules so well everybody's wearing masks he's like am i in like a i felt like a like a conservative almost because i was like nobody gave a fuck in new york like truly there were people walking around without masks it's fine whatever and then i'm here like and then i was like i i understand why they're outraged <laughs> you know yeah. like the rule following this of, <laughs> of other people there was there was someone, there was a comedian, I think her name is Natasha Rockwell. Yeah. And like, uh, I feel like everyone is acting, I feel like everyone is acting normal and making me feel like I just made up this whole pandemic. And I'm like, this is what all of the world feels about America right now. Like you're making us feel like we made up this pandemic. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Even with this like China thing that's going on, it's crazy. Trump calling talking about Trump like calling like the virus like the China virus or like comes oh, oh. Yeah, that fucking racism. That's stupid. Yeah. Although like all the viruses that have like become a pandemic, most of them have started in, in China. But did you see how people, okay, this was in Reuters, um, which is a pretty trusted news source, and they said that they found, like, COVID-19 microbes or whatever in Spain in 2019, March 2019. So, like, and this disease was, you know, around in December 2019 yeah. I know someone personally who apparently got this disease like COVID like some, it's because COVID is some sort of SARS like it's a re whatever of SARS and so they got it like I think in 2017 so I understand you know a lot of diseases yeah they come from uh, I know yeah China and but this disease existed before it's just this new it's just like like a pandemic there I guess yeah, because, because of the high city population density thing. I'm surprised that India doesn't have more. Like, it's crazy the way we live. Okay. Mm. I'm looking at pictures of food, Ishani. This is how hungry I am. Stop it. Here's the thing is that I don't think we're actually hungry. We're just talking no, we're bored. Yeah. We're bored, and we're talking about food, so the talk is on our mind. I'm glad I talked to you. No, I yeah. for the day, because I just an hour before I texted you. No, yeah, no, and now I'll get to end the day. <laughs> what? <laughs> you tired enough from talking to me? I mean, not talking to you, but you've seen how much I've been yawning. <laughs> <laughs> tell me better is your you better I don't know I think this is why part of the reason I've been yawning because I woke up after a full well rested night of sleep and then I slept in the afternoon I had a little uh, siesta uh, and <laughs> and I shouldn't be this tired and I think it's because my body's trying to be like bitch we're trying to keep you alive and I'm like okay yeah and it would only become a, an illness when, if it gets really bad, but I guess it's kind of prevented it in some sense, I'm guessing. I 
want Mars now. Oh my god. Do you want me to do the ASMR thing of eating right in front of you a mukbang? I will punch you in the fuck. I don't understand how people do that because I get so mad that they are eating and I'm not. I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm like you. I don't understand why you would do that. My friend who has like, uh, well, we both have issues with like binge eating, but she says that it helps her uh, not eat as much because she feels like her need is being fulfilled by somebody else, which is interesting. Wait, wait, repeat that. So she says like she when she watches um, when she watches those videos, she doesn't feel as compelled to binge eat. Because she sees else fulfilling that need. Interesting. That's so much power over the self that I don't have. Me neither. Because yeah. I'm looking down at those YouTubers. I'm like, oh, they must want me to join them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, you are not as good as I am. Which is why <laughs> I <really like> you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd be like... You're eating the mac and cheese. You didn't put any chipotle seasoning on top. You didn't put any garlic powder. Like, what are you you're doing this wrong? What weird ones, like on Instagram. I feel like they're just like really weird mukbang. Like, does it truly disturb me? Because of A, just the amount of food that they fucking stuff into their mouth. And B, it's so weird because they're eating like, sometimes they're like live things, which is just insane to what? me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's so. Oh, it drives me insane. Ugh. But my my theory on on mukbangs are that that's just like us trying to appease capitalism. Like God is dead, capitalism is now God. So it's mm-hmm. like we have to keep consuming. And so I feel like that's, that's our really- like we're good capitalists. We keep eating. No, I, I, I agree with you. I feel like when I see mukbangs, especially when I see mukbangs that are like, oh, we're going to try 50 different things. I'm like, oh, this is a culture of excess. And like, this is a culture of like, oh, everything is available to me immediately. So I'm going to buy everything without any concern for like anyone else, my body, the consequence. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. And what's insane is like the people who do mukbangs, they're so fucking thin. So fucking skinny, I hate them all. <laughs> it's so and that's the that's the true catch of, of capitalism is because you have to be consumable, so you have to be thin and you have to consume all the time. Oh <laughs> you just dropped bars. I'm glad we were recording because you just dropped bars. You have to be both consumable and constantly consuming in capitalism. That's so true. It's awful. It's awful. I always will remember um, your 21st birthday. Do you, do you remember your 21st birthday? Parts of it. I loved it. I just know that. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you loved it. Um, to our listeners, I am a little bit younger than Ashani, so I was not 21 when Ashani turned 21, but they just let me in, which was great. Um, oh. This German boy. And um, anyway lovely, beautiful Ashani, we were on the train back and I was, I think I was sitting next to you or I was sitting behind you and that was... At all. I blacked that out entirely. Of course you did because we were having a wonderful conversation that I asked you about like two days later and you're like, I have no idea what I just told you. Um, but you were telling me about this ring that you have on and it's a triangle and I think it's coral. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what we were talking about. We were just joking or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty ring. And then you like went into this thing where you're explaining the importance of this ring to you. And you were like, this was given to me by my parents. I'm not going to take it off. And I think I was like, I was like, oh, I think Maha was like, oh, give it to me. I'll like propose to you with it or something like that. She was making a joke. And you were like, no, I'm never taking this ring off. And I did like appreciate <laughs> Anyway, yeah. I'm not that now. Like a pearl, a pearl ring. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. I really like that. Yeah, but it's this so. Now that you give me like a ring to be like, this is for good luck. And I'm like, okay, I'll let me take it off. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was so funny because you were you were like very drunk and you're like laughing and you're like all of this while we're on the train, and then we said like, oh, take off the ring, and you're like, I'm never gonna take that ring off because my. <laughs> 
yeah, I think it was so funny because so we were having a very nice civilized dinner, and then I think towards the end, right, it got it became like, oh my god, we're also drunk, and yeah, I yeah. that snap, but I think it came later, so I think that's when it became a little, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I was so drunk and I was like okay I want to pay for all the drinks and then the the manager was was an asshole and was like oh it's four thousand dollars I was like oh my god how much did we drink how did we get here was it $4, yeah no it was not <laughs> he was uh, yeah but it's just so rude I, he clearly saw I was drunk and he was just trying to like you know make fun of me I guess yeah, no, that wasn't at all funny. Yeah, no. It was a birthday, and like, like that was terrible customer service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we go there? I think beer, I think it was very. You wanted, the German, you wanted the German bar. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, I was very into beer back then. Yeah, I don't remember the food. Was the food good? I can't remember. It was a long time ago, five years ago. That's all I remember. <laughs> That's all I really. I, I, I definitely ate the food. Um, I think it was good. I think it was good. I, I like the atmosphere of the bar. Yeah. And it was one of the more organized dinners I'd gone on because usually I feel like we just plan. We're like, okay, let's go to Philly this afternoon. And then we go to Philly and then we don't have a reservation. And then we kind of get stuck like either waiting a really long time or blah, blah, blah. But for this, you had definitely planned it. And so we got there. There was a table set up ready. We were like chairs for everyone. It was good. <laughs> The only thing, the only thing we were worried about, I think that that I was worried about at least, is because I was younger and I was like, they're not gonna let me in. But like I was gonna drink anyway, so they just like let me in and I just sat and they never asked for any idea. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna offer. Don't ask, don't tell. I'm not gonna offer any information for you. I also remember, wait, one of the more, tra- honestly, this was a moment that was super traumatizing to me. Not super traumatizing, like, whatever, I'm exaggerating. But me and Maha were at the liquor store in Bryn Mawr. And Maha, or I don't, me, Maha, and Raquel were at the liquor store. And Raquel was buying liquor, and me and Maha were just there, I don't know, uh, enjoying the scenery. And we were got there. And <laughs> so we got there, and we got the cashier together. And I was... Meha was still in school, so I was very much underage. I, was, I think I was 19. And the guy looked at Raquel's ID, and he, she gave him her ID. And then he looked at the two of us, because we're obviously with Raquel, and he's like, where's your ID? And I was like, oh, even the people who are buying the thing with them has, have to be over 21. And he was like, yeah, where's your ID? And I was like, oh, I don't have that with me. And he's like, I can't sell this to you or anyone else. And I was like, okay. It doesn't matter. I'll just leave. Oh my god! Oh my god! I think Raquel was like, she either went somewhere else or then she like went back like an hour or something later. But I don't understand. Like I, I don't know. You live in a country that sells alcohol, so how does like I don't know the rules in America don't make sense to me. Like you can buy the alcohol. Like if I was in the sitting in the car, it would have been okay. Or if like parents were buying wine. their kids were at home it would have been okay like I don't because I can see you and you're underage we can't sell you this it's also like I think I think we're not giving them as much credit for realizing that they probably think that you know they're gonna give it to underage kids today yeah yeah true true Wait, what is that? I also forgot to show you. There was one last thing in my snack corner that I didn't show you. It's Dulce de Luce, the Luce from Argentina. Oh my god, I love that. Oh, have you had the cake? Oh my god, it's today. Today, I had do you know Milfe? Milfe? Oh my God. Yeah. I went to, I was doing some fancy ass dessert. Thank you. Where do you, where, how? I don't know. I was going to the supermarket today and I was buying um, something. I was buying shampoo. And then I saw that we have a little like 
patisserie place right next to it. And so I got that, you know, so delicious. That oh, sounds amazing. Yes. But like, I feel like Milfoy is kind of like uh, Arab dessert, right? Because it's like, it's pastry and it's very crisp. Um, and you know, it's got all the works. It, it feels like, it reminds me a little bit of like a mix between kunafa, I don't know if you know kunafa, and baklava. Kunafa has cheese in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And baklava obviously is like the nuts and the pet, uh, pastry. So mix those together, I feel like, you, yes, you get like something that's milfoy. And those desserts for us are from the Levant, and the Levant was mostly colonized by, by the French, so that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. Because um, also with baklava, do you use filo pastry though? But I'm not sure. But with um, the fair, I don't know which pastry they use. Which yeah. I think that 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 might be shoe pastry. I don't know. You know a lot more about pastry than I do, apparently. <laughs> you make pastry. <laughs> I didn't. Did you? Oh, I've made, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. I made pastry. <laughs> I, I used frozen pastry, though. <laughs> so I, just, I made the filling inside, and I put it in the oven. So those are my two contributions. So good. Oh, speaking of things, food that we're, we were craving. We're not talking about food you were craving. I'm just remembering food I'm craving. Okay. I really like karak, like chai karak. Mm, yeah, it's so good. Oh, I, I, I don't really have anything to add. I just really love karak and I just really love the spices. And I just really, yeah, it's just, it is also like, it's the perfect drink for when it's like a cold winter's night because it's just like, rainy rainy night with some like like little snacks on the side warms you up inside warms you up inside yeah yeah much so <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you want something warm you want something warm when yeah just like with the spices just like <laughs> i would imagine things like um What's the spice drum or something would also like be good for winter? Oh yeah, yeah, or like mulled wine. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know something about something about milk. Yeah, yeah, it's so comforting. Yeah, yeah it's a weird time to be alive when because I'm thinking about the pastry again, and I'm like I. <laughs> know like so many like small little things but I could never say I'm a pastry expert mm. I've watched so many videos on pastry and mm. a good amount I don't it's like this weird in-between state of like knowing something but not really you know yeah I know I, I understand what you mean like I I cook sometimes yeah. I would never presume to like go into like a restaurant kitchen and be like wait wait guys I got this and I would it's like this weird half knowledge that I have it was kind of like I've seen people do this all the time I know what the recipe is but like that doesn't mean I'm an expert in making it right I made oh I made um butter chicken during Ramadan because I was just craving and I was craving it and like I was fasting and so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna make this for myself. And it was it was it wasn't bad. And I followed a really good recipe with an Indian guy who made it on YouTube and I was following his recipe. But I added so much sugar, Ishani. I added that it was sweet and it was like because it was my first experience th- knowing that you added sugar to to meat sometimes. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Did you know my mom would do that. Sometimes she'd add too much sugar to the butter chicken. But mm-hmm. I didn't really mind it. Kind of just nice. I, I think I would, yeah. I'm not usually, like, you've seen uh, me portray my snacks for the day. Like, I'm not a, I love sugar. But with, but I think I added way too much. <laughs> oh, no. Chicken dessert. 
we have this great restaurant. I think it's I think it's an Indian owned restaurant, Asha's. Mm. I don't know, that doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, but it's so good. <laughs> this is this is our podcast has become recommending different podcasts and talking about food. Yeah, that is exactly what it is. That's who we are. Podcast. Why, why are you outside your room? Because my food came. Truly the food podcast. No, wait, but you were saying something. Wait, so what kind of food do they have over there? Over there being where? Kuwait? Or Asha's? Asha's. It's Indian food. It's an Indian restaurant. And I think I've had like really, really good. um, It was a lentil thing. It wasn't, it wasn't dal. It was like it had a specific name or maybe just the restaurant called it that. But it was very and I mean, it's hard to like go bad with naan, but I just remember their bread just being like perfection. Thank you. Hi guys, uh, this is Ashani uh, trying to sign off and I'm letting you know that at that point I received my food and for the next 15 minutes let, lived really my best life. Um, so thank you for listening to follow instructions with Farah and me and we hope that you'll tune in again. Goodbye.